This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. So I'm sitting here. Ninja Jacob says to me, okay, have you heard from Max yet? Because you got to do this whole thing where you connect up on Zoom and everything else, right? Max being in the Valley of the Sun, myself here in the Valley of the Berg, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. So I'm sitting there, and I, I, I see, oh, yeah, it's connected. So I connect up, and there's, okay, there's your office. There's your chair, and unless you're suddenly imitating your chair and doing a little trick-or-treating <laughs> as an office chair, I'm like going, uh, I don't see Max. Max, where are you? As the show's just part And, it, and like, like the true pro he is, he steps right up to the plate, and he's ready to go. Here he is. Hey, listen, listen, yeah, listen. I, I was preemptive. I knew that I was like, you know what? I got I know I have about thirty seconds, so I have enough time to go grab my water and get back there right before everything. So I was like, I'll turn on my headset, I'll turn on the zoom, and then by the time I get back here, we will be ready to go. So you know, hey, listen, we've been doing this a while now, Wolf. You know, we haven't we we, we have it timed up to a system now. <laughs> Can I say you have it timed up to a system because you come right on right at the last second, which you're always there. You're the, you, you, you are the man. Okay. What can I say? Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. for an old guy like me, you know, you might not want to blast my ticker too often. I might just like, Oh, and then it's the max. Well, Stark well, I show. Figure <laughs> by now you're like, you're like, Hey, he's going to be there. He's going to be he's there. Gonna be he's going to be certainly there. he's going to be there. Yeah. If I'm not going to be there, I usually try and tell you in advance. Like, hey, I'm not going to be here this day. Or <laughs> you know, running, running, running three and a half minutes late. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, there was one time there was an offensive tackle playing for the Seattle Seahawks. And I'll just leave the name out. But he was playing against Howie Long on Monday Night Football back in our day, right? So, yeah. So he, the clock is, is ticking down, right? And, uh, all of a sudden, he just bombing us. <laughs> he's head, he's heading out the door. Okay, he's not in his pads or nothing. He's just he's starting to head out. And one of the one of the players goes, "Hey, coach, you might want to talk to who this individual was." And um, they grabbed him. He's outside the locker room. He was heading home. <laughs> the pressure was getting too big. <laughs> he, was, he was about to vote on on out before Monday Night Football game. <laughs> with the Oakland Raiders and Howie Long. You know, <laughs> what do you say so to that one? That reti- who was the guy that retired at halftime oh. uh, for the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> uh, yeah, who was Duke that? played the first half, and then it was like, yeah, he announced his retirement like <laughs> halftime. <laughs> oh, man, sorry, <laughs> I'm done. Oh, my God, I forgot. He's like, you know what? I've done enough. <laughs> I'm out of here. That was that was all I had at, up to that point. It, it wasn't it wasn't to finish out this last game. I had half a game left, and boom, I'm done. I'm done, guys. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> hey, good luck. Hey, I'll catch the second half at my house. Hey, yeah. I'm re- I'm cheering for you guys. Don't worry. I'm gonna keep the bumper sticker on the car. Don't worry. Don't worry. Go Bills. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> was was it a home game? You know what I mean? Because you think about it, uh, 
maybe, you know, it's a home game. You could at least just drive on out. You know, sayonara, adios, <laughs> hasta luego. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. But if it's an if it was an away game, what are you going to do? I'm going to retire, but I'm going back on the team plane. I think that would be. Oh, my gosh. Or, or if you were smart, you had it timed up to where you were going to leave the stadium at the perfect time because you knew there was no traffic and you got a domestic flight to wherever you're going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can't even imagine. Everybody's at the stadium. Everybody's at the stadium. There's no traffic on the highway right now. <laughs> it was smooth. Got to the airport in 15 minutes, guys. You're not going to believe it. Anthro pre-check. <laughs> Where, whereupon he learned that he forgot his luggage like somebody else I know. <laughs> hey, li listen. Listen, at that point, he's like, you know what? Uh, I, I can buy it at the new spot. <laughs> You know, the guy retiring halftime reminds Gosh. me, I was in training camp. Tunch talked me off the ledge because I, I was ready to retire. I was going to go to Chuck. I had just gotten my third injury and during double sessions, still practicing. I, I, I partially separated my shoulder. I cracked a rib, uh, you know, in the side. And then that oh, morning, yeah. in morning covering a punt, I pulled my groin. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm just like so depleted. It was such a hot, miserable training camp. And I was like, I told Tunch, I go, I'm done. He goes, don't do anything until after I eat. <laughs> I was so miserable. I was ready to go, man. I'm telling you, I was ready to go. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. I mean, hey, listen, especially when you do ribs oh. and and a groin Ooh. not to mention the shoulder you know you're in a trapping oh, offense yeah. so you doink, <laughs> yeah. you doink your trapping shoulder because you get inside out mostly on the trap so it's your right shoulder so you doink that yeah. then you doink the ribs on the same side because then you're trying to protect your ribs or i'm sorry your shoulder so then you're trying to make yeah. sure you scrunch up a yeah. little yeah and then you end up hurting yeah. your ribs then of course the the, the piece de resistance <laughs> when, you, when you pull <laughs> I think about how miserable I was. <laughs> Touch him out of here. Don't do it. Don't. Do it. What are you gonna do? He says to me, right? He goes, "What are you gonna yeah. do uh, for the rest with the rest of your life?" And I'm like, "Going. I don't know. I hadn't really thought that far ahead." <laughs> yeah, it's like, listen, I'm just trying to end this pain right now. Yeah. Like, I'm miserable. Or or end any one of these three pains that are happening concurrently <laughs> on the right side of my body. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Can, can man get a little relief here? That's all I want. Just a little relief. Hey, 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 hey. can I get a rest day? Can I get a rest day? Where's where is that? What's the Veterans where's Day off? I hear that's coming what? in the future. Yeah. Listen, just got back out of a phone booth from my buddies Bill and Ted, and you won't believe what's in the future. I'm telling you, Chuck. It's it's mind-blowing. They, they got veteran days <laughs> off. They got golf carts that ride you around. They got Gatorade popsicles. <laughs> hey, they only put pads on once a day. Can you believe it? And they get every seventh day off. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Tell you. Th this is what's coming, Chuck. <laughs> that would be – could you hey. imagine that? Huh? Oh, think man. about it, Max. Oh. What would it be oh. like if you could have? Let's see. In my day, you know, zoom a forward and see what these guys are. Hey, by the way, there's going to be multi-million-dollar contracts 
which uh, you know, my oh. my rookie year, I made as a fifth round draft pick, I made thirty seven five was my salary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just thirty seven five. There was nothing in front of the three. Okay, thirty seven <laughs> comma five. I mean, yeah, that that that's so crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> where we're at now, and especially and where where I was because I would have been. Add a zero at the end to bump it up. Right. And now, and now it, it's it's add add, add another add another one to that. And <laughs> and but no, the the craziest thing that I saw, I'll never forget. Um, I was I was doing Cardinals practice, and I was doing a training camp show for Sirius XM, and <laughs> they stopped practice, and they brought out snacks and treats. No. Yeah, this no. is not. No, they can't like, be. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, they had they had orange slices. There was like some other type of like fruit. There was like some type of smoothie. I was I was like they called it a they called it a, a fueling break. A fueling break. And they're and they're in a dome. They're in a dome. It's the, climate control. Or as my brother calls it, the Betty Crocker Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, it's a, it, it, it's it's one of those. It's the crock pot. It's a crock pot with a timer. You know, boom, ding, two hour, two hours done. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. They, they had a snack break. It. They were like, hey, hey, and there's a cart that just wheeled out, dude, wheeled out a cart, and everybody's like, ooh, ooh, let me grab the orange. Oh, I want the blueberry smoothie. I'm like, what are they doing right now? What is this? Is that amazing or what? what? What is this witchcraft? Uh, think about this. My rookie year, okay? The first day of training camp, you would report, and then you would go and get all dressed up to, uh, you know, meet the press. You go take your headshots, which was miserable, because then, you know, up at training camp, you got to put your full uniform on, including the black and gold jerseys, using the black ones because that was your home jersey. So then you go all the yeah. way down to the field. Then you would go run the gauntlet of still photographers who would take your picture. There was about 20 of them. So you would go from one, then the next one, the next one, to all these different various photographers for various news reporting agencies and so forth and get your picture taken. Then you would go up, get changed, come back down on the field, and you would have the running test. The running of the bulls, as we used to like to say. So you come back down for that, and you would do that. Then... You would go back up afterwards, after it was all done, and you were suitably dead, all right? You would go up, and uh, the next day would start doubles, which started, uh, you know, in the morning. Okay, so we go up, back up top, and I'm just coming as a rookie back up uh, over there. And uh, it was the first reporting day with the uh, veterans, because the rookies were in a week ahead of time. So then the veterans were yeah. reporting that day. So I'd already been through a week of double sessions. So we come up there, and I, and I, I remember walking by, and I, there's this bunch of photographers, reporters around Joe Green. And Joe Green was standing there, and he goes, fellas, he says, give, give me a moment. He goes, I just want to take a moment at this time just to feel how I feel right now because I will not feel this good until March. <laughs> you know? And I remember saying, I'm like Absolutely. going, wow, I can't. Wow, really? Really? Not till March? You know, but, uh, you know, when you're an older vet, when you get the double-digit years, you know, the beatings that, that uh, transpired back then with the 70s, the Ooh. 80s, that sort of thing, 
Whew, that was a that was a tough time. No, absolutely. Hey, so when you had to do the gauntlet of photos, did you have to do it? Because you know, I remember in like the fifties and sixties, they had like the action poses. You know, like guys were like right. jumping. Yeah, yeah. I like the one with the, the, the arm spread. You know, diving yeah, yeah, forward yeah. on the ground. No, we didn't do yeah, those. I thought okay, that would have okay. been cool. so the Heisman you, pose. Yeah, that would have been awesome. so cool. Oh man, yeah. No, I, I just remember that from like the fifties. I was like, dude, th- that was awesome. I was like, I wonder when that stopped because you know I didn't pay attention and and all that kind of stuff. I'm uh, right, but I remember. But I was like, man, I was like, imagine these guys like, hey, we're gonna have you just leap in the air. We're gonna take a shot. <laughs> Great. All right, this will be awesome. Has nothing to do with football, by the right. way. <laughs> like, when are, are, when, when are you lunging like this and, and leaping in the air? Yeah, you know, I'm like, and, and it says wingback. <laughs> right. right. What? I saw Otto Graham take a picture, st- jumping in the air like he's doing, you know, a jumping jack, only one hand is behind his head with a football. And I'm thinking, <laughs> when does a guy throw a ball like that? He doesn't. I mean, it doesn't happen. It doesn't. You cannot physiologically throw the ball with any sort of power or accuracy while you're doing a jumping jack in the air. It doesn't work. Or, like you said, the guy sprawling forward, diving on the ground, which means yeah. you just got lit up and somebody steamrolled you, right? Yeah, exactly. Or, or you're going for, or you're going for a fumble. I don't know. I don't know. But why would you jump in the air for the fumble? I have no clue. <laughs> Papa, have, you, have you ever recovered a fumble? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. My first fumble attempt was as a freshman at Syracuse University in the middle of a game. And I, I dove on it like um, like you shouldn't, you know, instead of, you know, sliding, circling around it. I like – Did you, did I you belly on, flop on yeah, it? Yeah, I did. I, I cheese whoppered yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> I cheese whoppered it. You know, just like a grease pig, that yeah. thing shot out. I'll never forget <laughs> because I was sitting there. It was in the Syracuse newspaper the next day. There was a picture of the freshman just – pulling a cheese whopper dive right on the football and it's squirting loose. And I remember my dad going, that's not good. (laughs) It must be jelly because jam don't shake like that. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Oh, absolutely. And by the way, son, pass the biscuits, would you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly. exactly. Oh, man. If you were hungry, you should have said so before you left, son. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, the things we find ourselves in. The worst worst is giving up a sack, which causes a fumble, and then (laughs) thankfully you recover it. But (laughs) what do you do? You're like, oh, here's the fall. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. I recovered the fumble. You gave up the sack, you, lo- you, hey, you, you jerk. You lost something. You lost something. <laughs> I lost something. You lost something. It's it, it's, a, it's a wash, guys. It's a wash. You can't get mad at me. You can't get mad at me. I lost my defender. You lost the ball. And I got it back. We're square. Here you go. All's good. All's good. <laughs> I lost my, my man. You lost the ball. Let's call it Squaresville, okay? Let's call it We're Square. All... Hey, let's just, hey, let's just get back in the huddle. Get the next play. Let's go. Let's, let's just keep Pretend this here. never happened. Pretend this never happened. Shall we pretend? Don't worry about, about the six-yard loss. <laughs> okay. It's time to go to break. Oh, my goodness. The things that come up on this show. Okay, we'll be back with more. All right. <laughs> 
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, we're back in the locker room. We're settling down a little bit. Uh, you know, it's, what are you going to say, Max? You know, I mean, uh, sometimes you just get, uh, you got to laugh at things. You know, in the midst of whether it's training camp, whether things aren't going great in the season, sometimes you just got to have a little laugh, and a little little belly laugh sometimes just clears all the congestion. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's always good to laugh. I mean, because, you know, you realize you're, you're releasing good energy at that point, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and I think that's kind of one of the biggest things is when, when you're in the, the heat of everything and you feel that immense pressure, sometimes the best thing to do is to, is to laugh. It's just to let it out because it eases that tension or it <laughs> makes it more, you know, I think more attainable, more doable with the rest of your day right when you can have those type of moments because you realize ha at the end of the day this is a game that i love this is this is i'm getting to do something that i've dreamt of doing since i was a kid right uh, in the context of football and it's like and man you know what people are paying me to do this and i you know yes it might not be great all the time but i love what i'm doing at all times and and that's the biggest thing you never want to lose the love is it going to be perfect absolutely not no, we talked about it. We, when you miss falling on a fumble or, or, you know, guys near interceptions, the ball's on your fingertips, and you're frustrated in the moment. You know, I was watching the Monday night game last night, and, you know, how many times at the end of that game the Rams players were literally, like, catching Kyler Murray. They, they'd already intercepted him three times, by the way. Right. Uh, but, but they could have iced the game at a couple different times. You have The ball hits you, and you're like, ah! And the guy's just laying there on the ground. You know, realize the gravity of the situation, but you know, you 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 get up, you shake it off, and you, you play the next play. I mean, that's why the game is sixty minutes. That's why you have now seventeen of them. Um, you know, because there there there's other opportunities. And right now, the Steelers are in a position; they still control their destiny. Yes, they still have a shot. They're not dead in the water like normally this time of year. If you would have taken that loss in December, it's like up. Oh, we're out of the playoff race. Right. It's over with. Our season's done. Guess what, guys? I'm fi- I'm calling up my fishing boat captain, heading down to South Florida, <laughs> and I'll be in the ocean during the playoffs. I hate to tell you that. I'm not. I'm not watching any football. But no, no, you still have a shot at being able to attain everything you want to, and it doesn't matter where you're seated in the dance. Of course, everybody wants the one seat because you get a buy, but that's not guaranteed you're going to win the next week. How many times have we seen teams that they right. get the buy and then and then come out flat in the divisional round? You just need a ticket. You just need a ticket. That's it. I got fifty dollars, Wolf. I got fifty dollars. <laughs> Let me in. Let me in. Let me I in. Wanna... <laughs> yeah. I yeah, remember I back in the eighties, we were coming down the line with I think it was the Bengals, and we needed the Buff Bills to go and um and go to Cincinnati. It's like one of the one either the last game of the year. Yeah, I think it was yes, it was the last game of the year. The Bills were going nowhere. We needed them to beat Cincinnati for us to squeak into the playoffs. And we got as we were we were getting down there, it was reported that the Bills players were bringing that lived out of town were bringing their luggage to the airport so when they flew back after the game, they could just pick the <laughs> luggage up at the airport and then vomitos out of Buffalo without even going back to their apartment 
circumstance. So it just told you where their mindset was. I mean, this is it. We're not going. Yeah. Hey, we're not worried about winning the game. We're not worried about anything other than the fact when we get back from there, we're going to pick our luggage up at the airport in the airport lockers, waltz back through security, and then be able to just get on our, our flights and go home. So we thought, hey. okay, we're done. I mean, uh, not we're done, but I mean, the chances of Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, being upset by Buffalo were like nil and none. Well, and think about this. There was no security back then, Wolf. You just walked to the gate. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Hey, there's no TSA. That's there, right. There's no take your shoes off, take your liquids <laughs> off. No. I, I, hey, whatever's in this bag is going underneath the plane, guys. Here you go. <laughs> Stand wow. mixer, blender, <laughs> all of it, just in the bag. Just put it right. Put it no, no. Put it down below. I'm walking to my gate. I'm walking to my gate. You know, in you. fact, coach, coach, you can walk me to the gate too and see me off if you want. You know, no, no, you don't have to get a pass. It's okay. It's okay. You can watch my plane leave. If you sit in the glass, you can wave at me on the airplane as I leave because I'm not coming. I'm not coming back for exit meetings. That's right. Done. There were no exit meetings either back hey, then. Right. You, had, you had 16 games to say what you said to me, okay? You didn't say it, so I'm assuming it's all good. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Until I hear further from you, I'm out of here. Oh, yeah, my call heavens. my house phone. Call my house phone. That's the only way you can get in touch with me. There's no pagers. There's no beepers. There's no phones <laughs> outside of the one on the wall or on my desk. I don't know. <laughs> David Little, who was a, a tremendous linebacker for the Steelers. David Little was a great, great player. Uh, his, his brother, Larry Little, was a Miami Dolphins guard and everything. I mean, but oh, yeah. Dave, David was just a great player, but I'll never forget his rookie year. Now, think about it. this is pre-cell phones. This is pre-Zoom, everything. Yeah. All, all, anything. They had the, his phone number. They found out the Steelers couldn't get hold of him like the whole offseason, basically. Most of it, anyhow. They found out it was, they gave him, he gave them, the Steelers, a number that was a phone booth, a pay phone, <laughs> nearby <laughs> his apartment. Because he didn't want anybody bothering him during the offseason. Could you imagine that today? One of the players, oh, this is, this is a pay phone by my apartment. I'm only yeah, there exactly. every day from 3 o'clock to 3 Three checking phone calls. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna be here for exactly three minutes every day at the same time. If it doesn't ring, we're good, guys. We're good. See you tomorrow. Next window available. Oh, oh man! I remember oh, them telling classic. me that we came back. They got hold to David like one or two times the whole us. <laughs> Oh my it's goodness! Like, it's like, hey, and I, and I don't have change, guys, so I can't call back. So if you don't call during this, I'm sorry. Can, can I make a collect call? Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> let, let me hit. Let me hit zero zero one. Uh, okay, there we go. You have a collect call from <laughs> David Little. <laughs> Would you like to accept the charges? <laughs> 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 oh, okay, here we go. We're spiraling off again. <laughs> We're gone. We're gone. Go back. Hey. Oh, Topic. My Topic. <laughs> Topic. Topic. Ron here we Cook, go. TJ Watt. All right, we here go. we go. There's, yeah, Ron Cook wrote a great article about TJ Watt to kind of ground us here because we seem to have trouble yeah. staying locked on to any one subject as we're spiraling out of control here. But here, here's the point. Uh, TJ Watt really is, when the, as, as 
Watt goes, so goes the Steelers, at least especially defensively speaking, Ben being the other half of that true. Um, but the fact is, when T.J. Watt plays and he's healthy, you know, the team usually comes out with a win. And when he's less than 100% or doesn't play, that's when they really struggle. And, you know, Ron Ro- actually did a great job of talking about going from that uh, – Big contract, $122 million, think about that. But, you know, having and being in a position of an NFL best 16 sacks and being in that position to go after Michael Strahan's 22 and a half sacks, which, by the way, I have to point out because Al Bubba Baker, uh, a friend of mine, okay, Al unofficially got the sack record at 23 before sacks were officially recorded back in 1978 as a rookie. Think about that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's crazy because, you know, you think about 78, that was also my father's rookie year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, when he was with the man. I, I, I definitely don't think he had close to 23. Uh, so, that record's, record's fully intact. But that that's just crazy to think. I'm like, yeah, that was my, that was my father's rookie year in the league as well uh, when you said that. And yes, I'm like I'm like you played a time when sacks were not a thing. It was just how many tackles for loss do you have? <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. We've I now identified sacks weren't recorded uh, back then. Okay, yeah. we found out that uh, I I traveled during the non TSA years. So whatever yeah. you took, you know. Um, what else? Uh, there was something else too that uh, <sighs> that we were talking about. That the, oh yeah, and the pay phones. Where where do you find a pay phone anymore? Does anybody even know what a payphone is? No, no, you know what? The only place probably probably in London because they built those big expensive <laughs> oh, yeah. heavy booths. Those things. So are that great. might be like the only only place. It's like that in the last blockbuster. Uh, probably the only thing left. <laughs> <laughs> the last blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, they had a documentary about that too. It was really hilarious. Yeah, they had they had it was like somewhere. I don't know if it was Wisconsin or. Somewhere, no somewhere, way. Somewhere the last the blockbuster. Yeah, and, and it's a whole documentary about it, how they were trying to save this last blockbuster in this little town because you could still go and get movies and stuff. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, and you, you know, you marvel at where we've come, you know, just like we talked about, you know, the, the fueling breaks and oh, one yeah. a days versus double back-to-backs and, and it really being two-a-days. That's what you called it. That's what you called training kit was two-a-days because you had – Two practices that were physical every single day. Yes. And it was, you know, made to get you in shape. But now, guys, stay in shape year-round. And they do all of these other things to keep themselves healthy. So you don't need the two-a-days. But, you know, you still need the hitting, though. That, that's the one thing where that's I'm like, you know, the key. I, I'm okay. I'm okay if, if you're going to go one a day but at least make that a very physical practice right right you know get through your goal line periods get through your inside run get through those physical things that you need the callousing that only football contact can bring uh you know hey if you want to take the head out cool but even if you need to get the guys remember, remember we used to do the quadrupeds where you get on all fours and you'd have guys on each shoulder and you line up in a row you just hit each other you just go back and forth just to get the bang and right. the feel of the shoulders. Right, right. You know, I mean, if you do that, I just need something that simulates <coughs> force. We force used to do headbutts every day. To, uh, no surprise there, Wolf. No surprise there. 
Did you have a helmet, though? That's the question. Did you have a helmet where you did headbutt? My, my rookie year, after I was drafted, okay, they brought all of us rooks into Three Rivers for an orientation weekend, right? We go, into, yeah. we go out onto the field, and we're wearing shorts and T-shirts and helmets. And we end up doing one-on-one live pass rush. I, a guy head slapped me, and I cut him. I, I mean, I just yeah, chopped him, yeah. and then the fight was on. You know what I mean? Yeah, they come exactly. Up scrapping, that, that's but, it. But that was it. I mean, that's it. You got you got helmets, you got sh- shorts, and you and you got the long white socks. You know, up to the knee. Oh back, yeah. as, as was the the custom back then. You know, and oh, yeah. and then you know scrapping. Yeah, the stripes on the tops. You have the little stripes. You know. No, no, just just, okay. just white. Yep. Oh, just 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 straight just straight just long straight, boys. Okay. Just straight long boys. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no fanciness. Don't, don't give me no stinking stripes. Don't, yeah, um, we don't need no stinking stripes. How many shirts were ripped? That's the question. How many shirts were ripped? There was a number of them. Moment? You know what I mean? Yeah, I was about uh, to say because when you have that and you have the clutching, it's not yes. holding, clutching, clutching. You know, with just cloth, it's going to, it's going to cause some, some tears in, in the, in the apparel. It's only cotton. We refer to it as grasping. <laughs> Oh, see, Instead there we go. See, was it, clutching was hey, was hey. it was it sounds clutching sounds more formidable, like more forceful. You know, he yeah. was clutching hard, yeah. but you're you're only yeah. grasping. See, that's then you know it, yeah, it wasn't hey, so. Know, hey, when you talk about dropping the clutch, that means that means you know you you you're, you're peeling out, you know, on a car. So it it, it's it does cooler. have some. Yes, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you how, I'll tell you how old I am. When we first got here, okay, 1980 was my rookie year. All right, so 1980. Um, we go to training camp, and you had one. You'd get these a jock strap, a t shirt, and socks in a bag that you're always, you know, they'd throw them into oh, a laundry bag, a little yeah, mesh bag. Exactly. Yeah. But you only got one a day. So during two a days, you're wearing the same. Uh, you're Oh, it was terrible. We had to, you had to pay oh. the, the ball boys there. You got to pay them some extra coin during the week so that they, you know, they take care of you. They go dry your, your pants, your, your jersey, because we had jerseys without numbers because Chuck believed that all oh. the scouts and coaches should be able to identify a player by his, um, by the way he moved, all right, that he should be able to identify a guy. So they didn't even have numbers on it. And. You know, then you had the pants would be wet and jersey would be wet unless you paid the ball boys. Oh, 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 I can't even imagine. It's just straight swampage there. <laughs> oh, man. And humidity up there at Latrobe. Oh, it's brutal. You know what I'm saying? It's brutal. So it's like even if you were just sitting on the side like, hey, I'm out of practice, I'm not – you're still drenched regardless. <laughs> whether you had 100 plays or whether you had three plays, same result because it was just so muggy up there. Oh. <laughs> that it was. Ugh. All right, yeah. we, we're getting resettled. We're getting back to the topics. We'll be back with more. Back. Right now, Max is centering. We'll be back after this. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. We're in the Locker Room, Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas. Numbers 412-919-1316 if you want to get in on the merriment that seems to be going on at the moment. I got to ask you about one thing, though, Max, before we leave training camp and all the other stuff. Were you part of that, that era, the Bill Cowher era, when all of a sudden buses might show up like one time at training camp and it would be like 
You guys no practice? You guys like vomitos off on the buses? Go watch a movie? Is, is that oh true? Is that yes, true? Yes. Yes. We So the way that Coach Carroll would set it up is that we come out to practice. We're, we're going through all of our, you know, pre-practice warm-ups and, you know, do, going through individual. And then Coach Cower would would, uh, would call us up and, you know, give this great speech. Um, you know, just talk about, hey, guys, listen, you know, you have to put in the work um, to be great. You know, this is a journey and, you know, yada, yada, yada about, you know, just kind of the, the bond of teams and, and every team takes shape at this point. This is the this is the beginning part of a long journey ahead. And, you know, uh, you know, this is going to be a tough one today. <laughs> and then he goes, all right. If you guys want to show me your team unity. You know, you're going to get up here, field goal team out there, field goal block out there. If Jeff Reed makes this field goal, we're, we're taking practice off. And the next thing you know, the buses would come rolling around. It's back when, you know, it was wide open. Right. Uh, when, the when the street ran right by the, the field, you know, before they redirected everything, you have that long distance now, that whole exactly. cul-de-sac-like roundabout. Um, so these buses, you just hear the buses pull up. You're like, where are all these buses, you know, and I'm a rookie, so I'm listening to the vets. They're like, "Oh my God, we're going to the movies. We got to make this, guys. We got to make this." And, then, and I'm a rookie. I'm like, "Yeah, we got to make it. Come on!" <laughs> and, and, and Jeff would nail the field goal. We'd all cheer, and then we'd run up to the locker room, get undressed, get out of our clothes, get washed, and boom, right on the buses. And we go to the theater right up there. At the uh, at the mall, right uh, up there, Latrobe, and uh, and I I just never forget. You know, you walk in the movie theater; it's closed off for us, you know. And you know, concession stands—you can get whatever you want on the concession stands. No so, kidding. You know, there's popcorn, raisinets, you know, milk duds, whatever, Sour Patch Kids, slushies. Takes them for know. later that night, you know, for just such an emergency, like a late night snack I or mean, something. You know, just in case, you know, we're deep pockets. That's all. <laughs> uh, and, and we got to watch a movie, and I'll never forget. Here was the ultimate burn, right? So we've been used to this. For me. It's been three years, you know, Cowers last up to Cowers last year. Right. Mike T comes in. Expert troll job by Mike T. Ooh. Mike T has the buses come through, and we're all getting excited and everything right at the beginning of practice, and then they pull off. I remember that. Oh, yes. you talk. You talk about being mentally just shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my hey everybody was excited and then the buses like stop for a second and then they just leave <laughs> and mike t says yeah i know how things used to go but this is not going to go like that here this <laughs> oh no oh, oh that be a letdown? oh man you talk about hey talk about having having, having some having some natural motivation there in practice of being pissed off we had a great Ooh. practice that day, but boy, we were pissed. Oh my God, that was that was that, that that was that was probably one of the the best troll jobs of an entire team was that moment, and it was just oh yeah, it was it was heartbreaking at that moment. You know, one one thing I remember because 
you know, the coaches, they will push buttons. They'll use whatever method means by which uh, they have to go to to push a certain player's buttons or multiple players' buttons to be able to get the desired effect that they want, right? So we were up there at training camp, and we're in the midst of a very hot afternoon. Now, in the morning, we worked the run game. In the afternoon, it was more of the pass pro, right? And then you'd have uh, yeah. you'd work uh, the scripted stuff, you know, down and distance in the afternoon and scrimmage, that sort of thing. Well, what happened was we were, we were coming up in the huddle, and some, some guys were lagging a little bit. And I remember Chuck Knoll talking about, all right, you've got to will your body to overcome, and you've got to mentally, you know. And all of a sudden, he looks over, and he goes, what's the matter, Mike? Now, he's talking to Mike Webster, mind you. All right, he says, yeah. it's a little too hot out for you. And Mike looks at him, and I'll never forget, I'm standing right next to him, and it's like a personal challenge and a front to, uh, in my mind, the greatest center to ever play in the NFL, right? And one of the greatest players ever to play, right? And I'll never forget, his eyes got like silver dollars, and he went, he was always kind of like, you know, like puffing a little bit like that. And all yeah. of a sudden, I heard, him, I heard him go, call the plague. And he just said it in a dead dirty, hairy voice, call the play. And the first play was, um, it was a, sc uh, a screen out there, and he went out and he chopped Lauren Taves, cut him down in the open field, threw a cross body, but I mean, just wiped him out. And Lauren, I never forget, was so mad. The next play he comes up and he just drilled somebody. Then the third play, and I mean, Chuck was like, he had been poking it, and Mike was so mad. He let Joe Cuglieri, this 300-pound nose tackle from IUP, from the Indiana, you know, University of Pennsylvania, yeah. uh -huh. lets him drive him back, and, and Webby knew right where Chuck was standing behind the line, you know, uh, by the huddle. Yeah. And at the last, he lets him drive him back. He turns and wheels, and he throws Cuglieri right at Chuck. I mean, it was intentional. Chuck jumped out of the way as his 300-pound body went crashing right at his feet. And all of a sudden, Chuck goes, yeah. okay, okay, that's that's enough. And, and Webby's going, call another play, Chuck, call another play, Chuck. He's going, no, I think, I think, you can tell, I think I overpoked the bear. I might have I might have stirred the bear up a little too much. Yeah, exa exactly. You can, only you can only stir it so much. You want a mild irritation. You don't want a full-on boil. And that's what he was getting. He was getting full-on boil at full that time. He the full-on boil over. <laughs> exactly. It's like, no, no, no. It's not supposed to rise this high. It's like when you put... It's like when you put too much uh, too much uh, um, baking soda. <laughs> yeah, exactly like, so. These aren't cookies anymore. It's just a blob on the plate. It's just you a know, blob. I hope they go back to training camp next year up in Latrobe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do too. I, I, do too. I think about this. There's only a couple guys, what, Cam, Ben, that have been to a St. Vincent training camp. Um, trying to think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Terrell has been what? there. Terrell Edmonds, I think. Uh, but the, by and large, I mean, this is a team that has not yeah. seen training camp, really. I mean, a, a legitimate. Yeah, what? What? what uh, would Chooks and Mason have been there? 18, yeah. Yeah, I guess they would have. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, there, there's, 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 uh, there's there, a there, number there, of players. There, there, but There's a handful. There's, right. But also, you know, what training camp provides is it provides team unity. That's where the team building happens. Sure. You know, when you go to the when you go to Heinz Field for practice, and then you go back to your house, You're right? Like that's not that's not training no. camp. That's not you, you. You don't have to go to the cafeteria and sit there and figure out where you're going to sit. Right. You know, what group do I belong to? 
um, especially if you're a new guy. Rookies don't get the hazing that's necessary as far as entertaining the vets. Did you have to sing? Lunch t- oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, in fact, you know, you get, in the, you get in the cafeteria, you realize, you know, how many guys have sung before. You're like, man, it's only a matter of time. So, you know, might as well head it off at the pass. And so, and so the, you know, the cafeteria right there at Latrobe, you know, you, right. go, you walk up and back, and then you kind of walk down the steps, and it's right there in the back area. Well, remember right when you get past, you know, the, 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 the open areas, there's that brick wall along the right side that makes right. an L. Yes. And then there's that table right there. Yep. That, 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 that was your stage. That was your <laughs> yes. stage. Then you had to stand so, up on that brick wall. Had to stand up on the brick wall. Or a chair. They did attention. have chairs. Some, some guys had chairs. My, in my day, we had to stand up on a chair, and they gave you a spoon yeah. for a microphone. <laughs> yeah, so no microphone, no spoon mic. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't trusting myself in the chair, so I took the brick wall sturdier more solid right that's higher good load capacity um so i just remember getting up there like you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and just just get this out the way right you know so i get up there i get everybody's attention i sing uh sing brown sugar by d'angelo because <laughs> here's the other thing you know guys guys mess it up when you pick a song that you know that not everybody knows so they're not going to join in you, the whole idea of singing the song is to get the chorus buy-in by the rest of the guys. Right. So you got to pick a song that everybody. Well, they're going to either boo you or they're going to join in on join the chorus. In. So yeah. you got to, you got to, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So, so you can't pick like some obscure song that nobody knows because you're going to get booed. If I don't know the words, I'm booing. Right. That's the only word I know for this song. Boo. <laughs> so, so I picked that song. And everybody just started. Ju- start, everybody started chiming in, like, "Okay, all right, Rook, you're great good. Job, all Rook. right, you nailed it." Yeah, you just got to get a verse in the chorus. If you get through that, you're pretty good. And if they really like you, you got to sing the second verse. So hopefully, you know the words to that. But uh, yeah, it, it would always amaze me how guys would pick these songs and nobody else would know it. Uh, you know, or it'd be like three guys that know it, so the majority would always rule. So you always wanted to see which segment was the largest in there at that time, right? You know, if it was all the linebackers or if it was all the D line, you, you had to pick a song like, I know they know this song. <laughs> you know, you can't just get up there and say, this is my favorite and this is what I listen to in my headset every day you right. know, type of song. And I know it, but nobody else does. No, you got to pick one that's like Billboard, like top 10 that everybody's been singing in their car before you get to it. It was that and the Rookie Show were like your two premier events. The Rookie Show, you had to have a skit that was just going to blow your socks off, you know, or else you're getting booed there too. Yes, <laughs> roundly booed. Now, I, I will say this. I remember my rookie year, okay, I first of all, I come from a long line of uh, noted whalers, okay. My, my grandfather, as I've often said, he was, uh, they, they, they said his singing resembled the brain of a mule, the brain you so know, the, Wailing yeah. Jennings? Yes, Wailing Jennings? Yeah, Wailing, yeah this is Wailing <laughs> yeah. Jennings, only Wailing yeah. Palmer. All right, so, yeah. so I, I got that same sort of voice, right? So I, I wanted nothing to do with singing, so I would, like, rush in the afternoon because it was evening meal that uh, they, they made the guy sing. I would rush through, eat, and then get out of there. And in the second week of doubles with the veterans, Joe Green caught me, right? And he said, yeah. you go sing. I'm like... Ugh. And I feel like I'm doing the death walk to the front. And I pull the greatest scam on a young rookie by the name of Tunch Ilkin, who was a rookie with me. 
I didn't even hardly know this guy, but as I'm walking and I'm sweating bullets, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? What are I can't even think. All of a sudden, at a moment of inspiration, as I'm walking by him, I lean over and go, oh, Joe wants us to sing together. And he goes, really? I go, yes, he wants you to sing. And he gets up, and he believed me, and he followed me up there, and we did a duet. And we hit the Rowdy Gates song, Rollin', Rawhide, Rollin', 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 keep them doggies, right? But it was hilarious because he never knew, and I never told him for a few years after. I go, oh, by the way, Joe never said you were supposed to sing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the greatest scam, the greatest joke I ever pulled on Chalooch, man. Uh, well, that oh, and the one gosh. time in my gym, but that, <laughs> that's another one. But that was, I'm telling you, that was absolutely perfect because I was just, and we got booed by the, I yeah. think it was the second stanza. You know, it's like second verse, same as the first, can't be better, so yeah. it's got to be worse. And it was worse, yeah. so they booed yeah. us off the stage. Hey, but you did it, and you didn't have to do it alone. And that, that hence... Hence would start a lifetime of friendship. <laughs> exactly. Based off based off of a dupe. <laughs> exactly so. Well, there's no doubt about it. You know, and it just was because training camp is one of the greatest bonding times, the greatest bonding agents that you've ever experienced. You know, you you think of Paris Island and so forth for our military and that that's very much so the building up and, and the bonding agent that creates Great team, because through that adversity, through that blood, sweat, and tears, and all the things that go on at training camp, uh, the, the people that emerge, the last men standing, are the guys that you formulate that sort of bond that carries you through the season. No doubt about it. Well, and think about this. That's also where everybody's equal. Right. right? Yes. you're all in dorm rooms. The only difference is if you have, a, if you have your own dorm room or you have a roommate, <laughs> But you're all going through the same thing. It's all the same brick walls. It's all the same confines, the same chair. You know, you could order a couple of things to make it a little bit more comfy, but everybody's in a dorm room. You know, everybody is loud. Everybody's sharing a bathroom with somebody else. Right. You know, whether it's in your room or the guy connected to it. And it just it, it just has a different feel, and it really unites a team together. Um, when you have that commonality. I mean, I remember when da Chappelle's show was, was popular. And, you know, we would tell Chappelle's show jokes because <laughs> during during stretch because, you know, we'd all laugh at it because, you know, it's like we're all trying to find that commonality. Like, this sucks. We're, 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 we're back in college. Yep. You know, you got some money in your pocket, but it's like it doesn't matter. You still got the same twin-size mattress in there <laughs> like the other guy. You know, it's like you only have so many channels on the TV and you're – Hey, you're trying to look at your playbook and try, and you're going in the common areas, like hanging out together because it's like, I don't want to sit in my room. Like the yep. four walls are closing in on me. So you just find all these different things or you go, go grab some, uh, some wings at Dino's, you know, or, or shark, something like and, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just, it's, it's just a great moment where guys really unite, you know, like you said, you found Chalutes there, right? And, Absolutely. And that, one of your best friends. I have Trey and Willie. Yep. You know, we, we are bonded forever. No forever. matter what happens, no matter how mad we get at each other, we have those. It's like, man, remember that one time you were acting sensitive? And da -da -da -da? You know, <laughs> you, we, can, we can bring it back. And, and that just always 
keeps you forged together as brothers. That's what it is. It's brothers indeed. All right, we'll be back with more as Max and I are foraging through our memories and kind of going yeah. on and on. We'll, we'll be back to talk some Steelers football and your number. The number to call is 412-919-1316. If you want to get in the conversation, we'll be back after this.